1: Hi, friends, and welcome back to Hot Off the Press for one last episode of 2022. I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and I'm here with my co-host, Biz Bestie, and fellow printer Jillian of Studio Soprano. This has been a big year for both of our businesses, uh, and it's also been a really big, amazing, incredible full year of Hot Off the Press podcast.
0: I cannot believe it. I just can't. Like It's crazy. Two weeks ago, I got an, a reminder from my Google Photos. This is what you were doing a year ago on this day. And it was you and I in a hotel room in Venice Beach recording our very first episode together. And I, like, I had this feeling of like, how is it already a year, but how can it only have been a year? Because I feel like I feel I've like known you my whole life.
1: Yeah, that's the great conundrum of like anything post-COVID, I think. But also just like the two of us have... I mean, immediately just became best friends. And I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Fun fact um, on that subject, that episode we recorded, that first one we recorded in uh, the hotel in Venice Beach, which was dope, by the way, Um, that episode was History and Heavy Machinery. And that's our number two most listened to episode of all time.
0: Yay! Oh my gosh. Isn't that
1: cool? That's kind of fun to (laughs) think about. If only
0: we knew that that day, because I feel like we were very much like, like, are 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 people
1: going to listen to us? Yeah.
0: We spent a full like 12 hours doing research and writing stuff down. And then when it finally got time to record, we were just like, oh boy,
1: let's just do it. Yeah. And we (laughs) were like, and you know, it was our first time recording and using the microphone and all of the things. And like, so it was also to me just really funny. Like we were both sitting so close to each other on the table because we were sharing a microphone. And I was just like, I had just met you for the first time. And I just think it's so funny to look back now. So close to each other at this little round table, and like, oh, it was so fun. And then um, we took some really hilarious photos in the hotel room, and then we went to um, an Andrew McMahon concert. Um, yeah. So overall, just a stunner of a day. So
0: it really was. It really yeah. was. All right. Yeah. So, in today's episode, our last episode of our first year, as well as 2022 in general we're going to talk a little bit about reflecting on the past year in your own business and then looking forward into 2023. But before we get into that, Mariah, you have some fun stuff to share with us, right? Yes. So if you're not a Spotify listener, um, <laughs> you
1: might still have just like seen this around social media. It's called Spotify Wrapped. And Spotify wraps up what you've listened to for that year. And they do this every year. They've been doing it forever. And so, you know, in like November, December, you start seeing everyone sharing like your most listened to artists, albums, genres, songs, and your top podcasts. So it's really fun to kind of look back on what you listened to that year and what the general vibe was. And they create like a playlist of all your favorite things, right? So since we use Anchor, um, which is a Spotify company to publish all of our episodes, we too get a Spotify wrapped for the podcast. And We've got some really fun facts and figures to share with you guys. So obviously we're looking at these as huge accomplishments. Looking at in January when we were getting ready to air our first episode, like never would have thought some of these numbers would even be possible. So um, yeah, just a big, you know, a warm hug for us, but a huge thank you to everyone who's listened, followed, subscribed, et cetera. So let's dive into hot off the press, Spotify wrapped numbers. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay, so I'm just gonna do a quick rundown. This is again for all of 2022. It's not just for season one, two, or three. It's for the whole the whole year. So we did three seasons, and we actually created uh, let's see, 44 episodes, I think, mm-hmm. total, and that's 1,867 minutes of content. Woo! <laughs> 1,867 <laughs> minutes of listening to us talk. <laughs> It's so crazy that like, I don't know, that blows my mind. But anyway, so overall, we have had um, of those, you know, 44 episodes, we have had 8,755 plays of our episodes,
0: which is so crazy,
1: crazy. Yeah, that's like 8,755
0: plays like, yes, so awesome.
1: Yeah, that's right. Especially really
0: cool. because this is such a niche podcast. Yeah, and
1: we... So our podcast is technically included in the arts category because you have to pick a category. And all of the stationers out there know that if you are ever doing any kind of like business uh, form <laughs> or whatever, picking a category is the hardest part. But we are included in the arts category. And we're... Um, and of our, our minutes of content, we're actually more than 98% of other creators in that category. So um, we've created... You know, some of the, the majority of the content within that arts category of the podcast. So, um, pretty cool all around. That is awesome. Yeah. And then, of you, our listeners, we had listeners in 19 different countries this year, um, <laughs> which is just <laughs> freaking bonkers. Um, and the top five countries, which were unsurprisingly the US number one, followed by Canada, the UK. Norway and Italy. So Italy. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, I don't know how many printers are in Norway or or Italy listening right now. But um, that's pretty awesome. So even just making it to the top five is really cool. So that's kind of a fun one. And then, you know, all of our followers and uh, everyone share our episodes, which is the best thing you can do to help us and support us. And that's you know sharing it whether you're sending a link to it or sharing it on Instagram, WhatsApp was actually used, et cetera, et cetera. So however you share that, um Hot of the Press was in the top fifteen percent most shared podcasts globally. So that just like screams to me like amazing fans and amazing listeners. And so that's pretty cool. And 41% of the people who listen to our episodes actually follow the podcast, which puts us in the top 15% of most followed podcasts as well. Um, And again, that's globally. So like, I don't think I ever, first of all, when we first started this, I was like, I never would like, I never thought in my entire life, I would call myself a podcaster or say the words, I have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And yet somehow we've made it into the top 15% of most followed podcasts, the top 15% most shared podcasts the top 2% of creators in the arts category for amount of content, like already those figures are just mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. So this I think is also really cool. So when you do Spotify raft, it tells you like your top five podcasts that you listen to. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're in the top 10 podcasts for 118 people. We're in the top five podcasts for 90 different people. And we're the number one podcast for 41 people. That the number one so podcast they listened to that year amazing. was us for 41 people. Like whoever <sighs> you guys are, thank you so much. Um, I know that for a fact that I'm one of them. So we'll we'll call it 40. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I actually do re-listen to every episode. And sometimes I've even, I've even listened to old episodes again. So I know that I am one of those, but still, it's a, still a cool number. 40 is still just as awesome.
0: Oh my so, gosh. It's
1: so cool. When it, you think of all the podcast options out there, like we're number 1 for 40 people, that's so cool. All
0: I all I do is listen to podcasts like all day long. I'm listening to podcasts yeah. um or Taylor Swift, but either way, um <laughs> I so to be in anyone's number 1 is just like so mind-boggling, but it's like one of those really heartwarming things where you and I we could show up and we could create the content and like results of this stuff wouldn't change like what's driving all of this is all of the people listening so like while these feel like achievements for us and in a way they are they're really an achievement for our listeners so you listening right here right now to us speak like you this is a win for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like I mean just just knowing that all of you like actually enjoy listening to the random shit we talk about is just so rewarding and just like makes me so happy um it just literally warms my heart so thank you to everyone listening okay let's go over the most listened to episodes for each season so i'm gonna start backwards just because you'll well you'll get it yeah so season three this current season our most popular episode was the printer's fair recap That was our most popular, but it was really closely followed by our business to business episode, which actually doesn't surprise me because the printer's fair recap, obviously like the international print museum was a popular episode earlier in the year. And then we have Mark and Madeline being amazing supporters at the printer's fair uh, or at the print museum too. So that doesn't surprise me, but the B2B episode did surprise me a little bit. I was surprised that that one was so popular. I guess people want us to talk more about working business to business. (laughs) (laughs) because like, I guess who else do you get to ask those questions? Right? Right. Yeah. So that one surprised me a little bit. And then in season two, which was like May to October, or May to August, I think, stationary resources with Laney was number one. And it was literally like, I think four or five plays off for number two with Uh, Our first episode was Kara Jo. So Nap Design Co. and Stationery Resources with Lainey. (laughs) Which just says to me, we need to continue to invite our friends onto the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. And obviously we need to have them back Um, again. And we need to have Lainey back on. So season one, our most listened to episode in season one and our most listened to episode for the entire year was Life and Letterpress with Britt. Um, of swell press and that doesn't surprise me at all because brit obviously has a very huge following and um is i think really well known in the letterpress industry but i just love it it makes me so proud that she was willing to jump on and join us in season one and take that little bit of a risk with us and get to know us better and it's been awesome getting to know her better this year and Britt has so many, like she obviously has her Learn Letterpress course, which if you don't know about that, go listen to the episode. But she also has some really great business resources coming this year, and even more educational programs. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking Britt's gonna have to be back on the podcast next time around. So yeah, I, I think agree. I think that's a fun a fun grouping there. Yeah, so pretty cool. So thank you all. Can't thank you enough. Um, we love. Can't you. wait to yeah. And uh, while we're talking about the podcast specifically, I think we should talk about what's next in 2023. We're going to have a few really awesome guests in 2023 on the plans right now. We're going to have John Barrett of Letterpress Things.
0: Yeah, um, We're
1: looking on getting... Um, <laughs> Icon yeah. and
0: legend John Literally.
1: Barrett. Literally. <laughs> yeah, the John Barrett. The um, John Barrett. Yeah. And we're going to have James from the Aesthetic Union in San Francisco. We're going to have Chris from the Itinerant Printer, who's based in Buffalo, New York right now, and a whole bunch of others kind of in the works. So we're really looking forward to the next year. And we've got some great guests and ideas and projects we want to put together for the podcast. Um, So yeah, we have a lot. A lot in the works and we're very excited for the next round. Um, Although I think we're both looking to a little bit of a, looking forward to a little bit of a break. We're looking forward to coming back in January with, you know, a lot of energy and enthusiasm for the next couple seasons. So
0: yeah. I'm just so mind blown by what some of these people do and I can't wait to have them on the pod. Totally. And like, I mean, even just those three people we mentioned, they all
1: have very different Uh, businesses they have very different projects they are very different like um you know stories and like john barrett has been you know collecting printing equipment and and stuff for you know decades and chris with uh chris with itinerant printer is traveling the country and working in different print shops of different people um and different schools and things and james has you know this community print shop in san francisco and it's like it's really just cool to have kind of encountered and gotten to know some people in very different realms but Mm -hmm. all related to letterpress you know I think that's what's been so fun for me yeah Um, yeah I agree it's not all just like wedding invitations even though that's what we do (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah it's
0: it's been really cool. okay well speaking of wedding invitations um why don't we dive into a little bit of how you and I got ready for 2023 because i feel like if we just share a bit about the process that we went through a few weeks ago um that might be helpful for some of our listeners <clears throat> as like maybe like an outline to help them think about the next year and kind of yeah. mentally prepare cuz one of the things i do continuously is i just keep going like i don't stop to like look left look right and assess the situation And what happens there is missed opportunity to make large leaps of growth Mm -hmm. because you're just kind of stuck in the day to day. And if you just like took a minute to like assess the situation, you might see that there's actually something you could be doing that moves your needle closer to where you want it to be. Totally. More or less. Yeah. And I mean, we had a great brainstorming session together and, um, you know,
1: went through kind of basically made our own little questionnaire and then we went through kind of our answers together. And I thought that was super helpful. Um, not only to have somebody that, you know, can relate and understand, you know, Jillian was there with me through my struggles and she also was there celebrating some of my wins and vice versa. And so, you know, both of us being able to go back over our lists of highs and lows and and what we want next year to look like was was really cool. So.
0: Yeah. So let's go yeah. over it. All right. So we'll start with wins because I think it's really important before you start planning for the future to look back and I think you said this on our call like it's so easy to look back and only see what went wrong so we specifically like paused to think about what went right and of course a shared massive win for us both was this podcast (laughs) yeah definitely
1: I think like you know as we like as we move through business and like, uh, you know, when you're on a project by project by project basis, it's like, okay, that's done. Goodbye. Out of my head, forgot about it entirely. And it's like all of those like things that were great and celebratory, whether it was like, I nailed the registration on the first try or like I mixed this ink perfectly. Like those little things, you just like immediately forget them. And then you tend to hold on to any like little mistakes or big mistakes or things that, you know, didn't work out or whatever. And um, so I think like at the end of the year, it's like, so easy to come up with all the things that didn't work or that you, you messed up or that you were mad about or, you know, unhappy with. And it's like, very important to me to like, look back and be like, yeah, actually you accomplished a lot. And even if you want to make a lot of improvements next year, you probably still have a nice long list of things that 2021 you would never have even thought was possible. So Definitely go back and look at highlights and highs of 2022, as well as the things that you want to fix or change. Um, yeah, so tell us. Let's, Jillian, why don't you just tell me one of your one of your big wins this year?
0: Okay, so other than hot off the press, I think <laughs> my um, my biggest win was really making it to the end of the year with my sanity intact, because it was an ultimate roller coaster ride of a year. Um, yeah, huge gains, huge losses. And that's in my personal life, not necessarily business. But yeah, it was a roller coaster. And so the win of it is that every day I got up and it it may have I may not have gotten far every single day, I may have only moved from the bed to the couch. Um, but I did get up and I kept going. Yeah. And like, I am not going to overlook that or take that for granted. So
1: showing up for yourself is like, I think 99% of the challenge of being an entrepreneur. Like, yeah, I think that's a huge part of what makes working for yourself not for everyone, you know, like, being able to on those rough days, get something accomplished is is all it takes sometimes, you know, but like, Sometimes it takes all that you have just to do that. So I think that's a huge win. I think that's an incredible accomplishment. And I think you'd be really proud of that. Thank
0: you. All right. What was one of your big wins for this year? I think
1: one of the biggest um, things for me was getting my little studio. And this is for a couple of different reasons. Like obviously logistically, not printing in my garage in the middle of a Minnesota winter or in the humidity and heat of the Minnesota summer. Um, Obviously that's huge and, and impacts my business significantly, but overall I feel like getting a studio, no matter how big or small was a really big perspective shift for me. And every time I walk into my little studio and there's just a little plaque that says Mariah creates outside the door. Right. Every time I see that I'm just like, Holy crap. I started a business I made this into something that can support me and that is my livelihood and people, you know, believe in and support me and care about my business. And it just is a reminder every single day that I go there, that it's just like, you can do it. Anything that you never thought would be possible is absolutely possible. And you can totally do this, whatever you need to do. It's going to be, you can, you can accomplish it. So for me, getting that studio is, is many things, but it's more than anything. I think just a, you know, a reminder that I can do it, that I can just power through and get it done, and it'll be and everything will be okay. Um, and yeah, and then logistically, it's also temperature controlled. So, um, <laughs> yeah, love that.
0: <laughs> I love it too. Uh, yeah. So today, so. the day that we're recording, my dad is coming into town, and this is the first time that my dad will ever see a house that I've lived in in California, as well as what my space has become and like having the press set up and all of this stuff and I'm actually so excited because I see it day in and day out but getting to see it through like his eyes like I think he's actually gonna be really shocked with yeah all of this stuff that has accumulated and become this
1: business (laughs) yeah and my, my parents are coming, um, for Christmas to Minnesota and I am also very excited. That'll be the first time my parents get to see my studio and I'm super excited to like show them. And I'm sure my mom will be ultimately super supportive because she always is. And like, oh, she's going to cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she might, I'll let you know, but, um, yeah, just like knowing that, like, I get to share that with them and, and say, look, I, I made this, you know, like. Yeah that's that's a really cool feeling and um my studio is small and cramped and it's definitely overflowing with equipment and dyes and all the things but it's all mine and it's dedicated to my business and it makes me take my business more seriously in some ways and um yeah, yeah it it also allows me to close the door and go home when I'm done working for the day which is huge so um yeah I'm I'm also very excited to share it with my family this this season so yeah
0: yeah and crazy. by the way um cluttered is like a requirement for our industry because i have now <laughs> been in three commercial print shops where paper and shit and god knows what is stacked floor to ceiling everywhere. high yeah. everywhere chaos yeah. like i'm so confused about how Anyone is able to operate th- in that. Th- things just don't get lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think one of one of the shops that I walked into, the door actually didn't open all the way. And the guy was really nervous about like me even coming into the space because clearly it's all a fire a hazard. Safety hazard. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, like he came highly recommended for this, that, and the other. So uh yeah, apparently like <laughs> I, I got home that day and I looked at my studio and I was like, I'm doing all right. I am yeah. doing all right.
1: <laughs> I love that. I, yeah, there's definitely days. Um, I actually posted a reel that like was me walking into my studio after I left it a mess the day before. And I was like, oh man, this happens more than I should be admitting. But I actually think that I keep my studio like tidier because I don't like walking into like chaos when I yeah. go for the next project. So I think it actually like when my print shop is at home, I tend to just leave stuff all over the da- like the dining room table for like weeks. And it's yeah. like. Now I'm like, okay, gotta clean it up so I can do the next thing. So there's, yeah, I don't know, uh, pros and cons, cons and pros,
0: clutter for sure. It's good. Um, it's all good. Yeah, even clutter's yeah. good. It's fine.
1: It gives us gives us a new goal. You know, I want to get a bigger studio next year. That kind yeah. of thing. So, <laughs> and then fill it up with more clutter and stuff. You know. Oh my
0: gosh. We. Uh, so have you ever have you ever owned a turtle? No. I've never owned a reptile specifically. Uh -uh. So I owned these small turtles. They're called red-eared slider turtles. And the lady who gave them to me, she was like – because I asked her. I was like – she gave them to me in like a tiny kind of fish tank, like a tiny fish tank. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, are they going to need like a bigger fish tank? And she said, whatever size tank you put them in, they will grow to accommodate it. And so – being curious I put yeah. I left one in one tank and I put one in a bigger tank and sure enough the one that was in the bigger tank grew bigger
1: so what happens in the wild if they're like in the ocean Do they mean, just grow massive
0: I don't know I don't know I don't know if they have like a, <laughs> max, a max
1: capacity right like
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know all I know is I have seen some out in the wild that are significantly larger than these like basically Little guys half, half dollar sized turtles that I got um but mine ever only ever grew to be about like three inches in diameter but the ones <laughs> you see out in the wild are usually like a good like eight to ten inches diameter so I'm sure they their species probably has like a max growth size but yeah but anyway, all this to say that – That's how we are with our studios. The moment we get a bigger studio, we're just going to grow into and out of it. Absolutely, <laughs> we
1: will. Yeah, absolutely. Without question, without fail. That Onwards and happen.
0: upwards, always and forever. Um, For okay, sure. so the next thing that we talked about – so we talked about wins. Um, the next thing we talked about were like things – and like these things kind of go hand in hand. But we looked at what worked and didn't work in our business – As far as what kind of jobs we just knew that like we didn't want to take on anymore because they just actually didn't work out for us. Um, Maybe they took up too much time or like the time to profit ratio was really skewed or they were just way too cumbersome. Like, yeah, Yeah. like there's someone out there that this could be outsourced to and it would be so much easier for them because they have the appropriate equipment for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like what worked didn't work. And then that's kind of the reflected portion of then looking forward, what would we want to focus on? And what do we want to let go of? I know that for me, things that worked really well for me were working business to business. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that there was a much shorter, like time frame to those projects. I don't want to say that they were completely transactional, because there's like, semi-custom things that are completely transactional or digital downloads are completely transactional. But this idea of someone coming to me with a pre-made design that they want me to print and then I print it for them is just a really satisfying way for me to use my skills on the press to also provide someone else like a service without having to get emotionally involved with designing it. Totally. Yeah. It's the brain power and that design
1: time and and all of that, that it lightens up the load a bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that worked really well for me. What what were some things that worked really well for you? You know, for me this year, rather than
1: saying, you know, this worked really well or that worked really well, I think that what I did well this year was explore my own like style.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that has been like, I feel like I've really developed that a lot better. And I've kind of like, I would say mostly just like I've gotten more confident in like, the way I want to design and the way I want to print. So like I did some pretty complex multicolor designs this year for custom clients. And that was so much fun. And just embracing that like stuff that I'm passionate about is definitely something that like worked well for me this year. And on the tail end of that, like, I think a big growth point, things that I like that did not work for me this year was saying yes to things that I felt obligated to you know, or felt like I needed to take on for whether it's the income or, you know, the client relationship or whatever it was. So saying yes to things that I didn't want to say yes to and further enforcing my own like style and passions for next year is kind of like where I'm at with that. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say like one thing worked really well, but I think I think what I did well was work into my own style and own like, you know, kind of like feel out my own you know, style. Overall. Yeah,
0: which is huge. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it totally does. And I really like the way that you put like the obligation because of like an existing relationship. And I've mm-hmm. realized that like I have a lot of clients who initially Comes came to you. me yeah. for like what I offer, which is letterpress. And then because I offer letterpress, I would also offer them – like this other thing, if I could keep their whole job in house just to like better service them. And then totally. it starts to become like, just asking me for that one thing. And then I realized that that one thing independently, like I don't like doing. And like, by the end of the year, I was like, well, that thing I actually don't like doing at all. And I'm not going to do it anymore. So Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, which is why yeah. we're having this like conversation and why we included this on our like list of questions, you know, to ask yeah. ourselves, like, You know, because you know, looking into the future, what do we want to focus on and what do we want to let go of in twenty twenty three? You know, and just accepting the fact that
0: it's okay to say no. Like a really good example is I did a market last weekend where I had a little handmade paper demonstration because it was for an elementary school and like I wanted the kids to get to see how like we could recycle like misprinted cards and like turn them into handmade paper. And I randomly got a text message from a number that I do not know, but I had a local area code that said, um, my friend referred me to you to purchase handmade paper. Like, do you sell it on Etsy? And it was just like a very easy no for me. Could I make handmade paper? Yes. Am I going to make it to fulfill someone's order? absolutely Some random not a person like, who didn't even give you their name yeah, yeah like that's not <laughs> that's not my business and it's like not like i'm never offended when somebody asks me if i can do something because i will say communicating well what it is that i do offer people is not one of my strengths but like that's mm-hmm. definitely something i want to focus on next year is communicating like i am a letterpress printer end end of statement Period. (laughs) Period. (laughs) I letterpress print. Period. Now, I am expanding a little bit into day of signage because I have custom clients who I want to, like, maintain the through line of their design. And Mm -hmm. I bought the laser cutter, and I'm so excited to, like, work with that. But in general, like, for the day-to-day transactions that I'm doing, I am a letterpress printer. Period.
1: Like... That's it. You know, that's actually a really great like kind of tangent It's like reevaluating your business is totally okay. And like deciding that you do or don't want to offer these services again, or that you really enjoyed this element of your business. And that's the part you want to keep like, you can do that. You yeah. are your own boss for a reason. And the reason the one reason, if nothing else, is so that you can decide what you do each day. And like, Obviously, there is some, you know, privilege in being able to do that financially. But like, if it makes sense financially to cut out X, Y, and Z that you hate doing, or just gives you a headache, or you can't sleep because you're up all night thinking about that thing, like, get rid of it. Goodbye. On to the next. Like, you know, it's like, I think... And and redefining that for yourself, but also for your audience is definitely something that I think I will be trying to do in 2023 for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think many of us could use that refresh, you know, whether it's how we, how we word things on our website or how our elevator pitch sounds to people when we first meet them, you know, all of those things and like how we describe our businesses and like, you know, all of that is like, it's almost like a branding element. You know, it's an identifier. It's something that people will like, you know, that 30 second pitch is something that people remember and will come back to you for. So if you're like, oh, well, I do this and that and this and that, they're going to remember like, you know, one or two of those things and they may not be the things you want them to offer the majority of the time. So um, the more like narrowed down you can make your elevator pitch, I think, the better. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. I feel like the hardest part for me to create boundaries around what it is that I do and what I offer is <clears throat> I very easily pick up new skills. And mm-hmm. I've acquired enough tools to, if not completely do something, to at least, like, most of the way do it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. The tools that I acquire are now to help support my design clients and bring mm-hmm. my visions into life and not necessarily – um be the one-off source projects for people's tool. one-off yeah. projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And it's yeah, and absolutely. it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. And like, I hope that doesn't come off like sounding like an an asshole. But I just I struggle with creating a boundary around my own mental space and my schedule and my time. And I always say totally. yes to things. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it.
1: Absolutely. And like you know, whatever that project is, no matter like how big or small it might be, if it takes, you know, if it takes X amount of time, that time could be spent working on, you know, your big picture items or, you know, your weekly accounting and things that you might be neglecting and that will fall off because of X, Y, and Z that you take on. Like, yeah, those business, like those little jobs may be an income. They may be something that, you know, pays a bill, but like what is it costing you, you know, yeah. and, and whether it's proportionate and whether it's something that you're passionate about, I think, you know, both have, of a, 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 are both something to consider when you're figuring that out. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, you mentioned big picture. So that was actually the next thing that was on our list that we talked about was now that we've reflected looking forward and thinking about the big picture. And one of the exercises that I love to do and I'm sure several mentors have made this suggestion. So I can't pinpoint exactly who I've heard it from first or most, but it's to like picture the very day that like you're doing this exercise on like that exact day in a year. So like we were doing this like in December. So it was like on December 5th of next year, what do I want that day to feel like? What do I want to be like doing that day? Like, you know, what is the whole vibe around that day and reflecting upon the last year and doing it one year and then five years ahead. And, um, I really love doing those kind of exercises. Cause like I said, in the beginning, it pulls you out of the day to day and it lets you see that, like, if there is an, an overall five-year goal that you hope to get to, the little tiny decisions that you make in your day-to-day are going to affect whether or not you get to that goal and just like making the decision to do this not do that carve out time for this because you haven't otherwise those are the small little actions you're gonna take that will create really big change in the long run yeah absolutely absolutely
1: And I think also just like visualizing like a day is going to tell you more about what you like doing Mm -hmm. and maybe what you should be focusing on than any other activity. Like when you like picture your ideal day, like what does that include? You know, a nice leisurely walk with the dogs and like going, you know, to the grocery store in the middle of the day or stopping at Starbucks or whatever it is, like whatever kind of things that, you know, like – it's probably not about how much money you're making that day. It's probably not about um, what vacations you took that year. It's probably about what does that day look like and a level of, like, comfort and security that allows you to take things in your own pace. Um, At least for me, that's what it involves. Like, that ideal day is leisurely. And that's the thing is, like, if you're constantly struggling to, like, make a certain amount of money or worrying about, you know, X, Y, and Z, like, you're not going to have those, like, relaxed days where your schedule is your schedule and you don't have to worry about, you know, making sure you get A, B, C and D and E and F done that day, because otherwise G, H, I and J will all be behind schedule. You know, it's like, I think that's, you know, looking at it as like a day in the future is so valuable. It tells you so much about what you're actually like interested in accomplishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah.
0: And even if you are thinking about the day in perspective of work, I think a lot about what my ideal work days look like. You know, am I walking straight down into the studio? Is stuff like, been if it's a production day, has stuff been prepped for me? Like, am I doing that prep work ahead of time? Or have I finally hired someone to do that prep work for me? Like Mm -hmm. just playing with a lot of those scenarios and seeing how they sit with you and how they feel can help you determine whether it's something that, like maybe that's something you need to put as like your big overarching goal because I think what's hard is when you just make a list of all of these very high achieving things that you're totally capable of doing but there's so many things that you don't really have like to be able to make an actionable plan to achieve all of them is crazy and wild yeah It's um, too many Right. But if you can like isolate down one or two things, like for me, and I think for you as well, just in our conversation next year, um, one of the things that will really help us grow is bringing on help.
1: Yeah. That's definitely on both of our lists is to like outsource brain power and yeah, (laughs) whether that's physical time or like mental time, but like, we're both, you know, we both, I think realized kind of our limits this year. And we also have some priorities that involve needing a hand. And that can be in so many different areas, but you know, so we're trying to figure out like, okay, so we have this vision of like what we want our future day to look like or our future to look like in general. So now it's time to figure out actionable steps that you can do to move towards that vision and make that vision a reality. And, you know, really specific things that you can say, yes, we're doing it or no, we're not. Um, so Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at now is like picking those actionable steps, things you can do, whether it's each day or each week or each month, um, or by a certain time next year to make sure that that vision becomes reality.
0: Yeah. And the way that um, we structured it for ourselves was to isolate down to like three areas or like pillars that we would want to see massive improvement on. So for example, Like these are the three things that I feel like if I put time and energy and effort into making these things more streamlined, either have someone help with them or take them off my plate entirely, whether it's through another person or automation, Mm -hmm. huge growth can happen. So the three things for me are scheduling And that's like understanding my own schedule and like how much time I have left because projects tend to come all clumped together or there's like none at all. And I think understanding my schedule more and how those projects are getting plotted on the timeline, Mm -hmm. huge, huge. So that's one. And the other scheduling is like plan ahead of time. So there are some reoccurring things like Better Mail that – or the podcast that I tend to like do at the deadline. And I want to be planning ahead of time so that I'm not having self-inflicted stress basically. Like every now and then a client is going to bring stress in and that's okay because yeah, they need something quickly and all that. Yeah. Right. For sure. But when it's self-inflicted stress over and over and over again, that needs to stop. So like that was my first pillar. My second one was marketing, which enough said, I don't even have to get yeah. into that. Like fucking yeah. marketing need to do better. <laughs> and the third one is workflows. So I have spent a disgusting amount of time building out workflows that are based off other people's businesses because I took XYZ course or I know this process has worked for that person. And the fact of the matter is that none of those things work for me. I spend so much time building them and I never use them because Mm -hmm. they are not – they just don't jive with like the way my brain works and the way that like I tend to do things. So everything in my business is very manual right now. Like people email me for a quote. I – build them a quote. I send them a quote. We talk about this thing. We talk about that thing. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There's like no automation to it. And that's not because I haven't built it. I've built it like 17 freaking times. Yeah. But I've built it in ways that have worked for other people and not me. So yeah. workflows is something that like, I either need to find the way to automate it in a way that makes sense to me, or I just need to outsource it and basically say, I'm looking for a VA who can onboard my clients. And manage steps one through whatever, yeah.
1: you know, yeah. like, yeah, literally.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think when we get to the idea. paying
0: point, I will take it over and literally d- and carry when it, it through to production. designing. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all Which, of the you preamble. Just, yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and and admitting that to yourself and, and, you know, acknowledging that that's where you struggle is like a huge part of improvement. Right. Like, so just being able to like identify that as a pain point is is huge. So yeah. I, bravo.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so I forget for me, what your market- pillars
0: were. What were your pillars? Yes.
1: So my pillars, um, I want to be more like focused and niche on custom projects and my semi-custom invitation line. So both building the semi-custom further, expanding that, more offerings, et cetera, but just really focusing on those specific projects and not taking on, I took on so many like onesie twosies, so much B2B last year. And like those things were not what made me happy. Um, And they a lot of them just caused me stress that was not necessary. So for me, I'm just trying to be more focused. That's, you know, item number one on my list is be more focused and do specifically those two things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll mostly do that. But um, (laughs) 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 number two is marketing and sharing my work. Um, That's something that I like, I've actually always really loved marketing. And I truly believe in the power of just sharing things on a regular basis. And what we do is so cool and the process is so interesting and the equipment is so crazy and unique. Like I, and I tend to, you know, not necessarily make excuses, but like I'll snap a photo, but it's not great or whatever. Like I make up some reason why it's not good enough or something. And so it's like, I then all of a sudden I fall off the marketing like schedule and then I just dig like the whole schedule entirely because I fell off of it at one point. So, it's like a it's like a um like a weight loss program. You know, like you have one binge <laughs> day and you just like stop working out. It's like that same like concept for me, but it's marketing and sharing my work. Um Oh my god. And that it's is the literally, perfect analogy. It's the perfect analogy. It's exactly how it goes for me. So, um me yeah, well. I in 2023 my plan is to you know, make no excuses. And whether it's a silly reel on Instagram or, you know, a new blog post, like I want to just be consistent and stick with my schedule regardless. Um, you know, a lot of those things that I put off or avoid with marketing and stuff, it's like, I have blog posts that are pretty much written. I just need to put them in and find a couple photos. And it's like, because you can't find the photos, you don't post the blog post. And it's like, just post it without the photos. You can add photos later. Like, or not add them at all. It's probably fine. Like, you know, there's all these things that we come up with as these barriers. And it's like, just ixnay the barriers and just send it, you know. Yeah. So that's a big one for me. And then um, I also like a part of both of those things, which I think kind of ties them together, is design more for fun, you um, And create more like just, I made this just because I wanted to make it. And whether that's testing a new skill um, or learning a new skill or, you know, learning new equipment, whatever it might be, I want to design more for fun and share it. Um, You know, that is, I think a lot of times as an artist, your best work. And I I won't even say it. Let me rephrase. It is always your best work when you're designing something for fun, just because Mm -hmm. you're excited about it or because it's about a subject you really care about. And for me, I want that expression
0: of yourself.
1: Yeah. And for me, I want that to be in several different formats. You know, I, I don't mind if it's one month, it's a new greeting card, just because I thought it was cute. Or, um, you know, maybe I designed a new semi custom suite because I was excited about XYZ or a spin off of a client project or whatever. Like, design something for fun and just put it out there because that's where I think you shine the best and that will hopefully help me niche down with my you know focus on custom and, and semi custom invitations it'll also help me with sharing more because I'll have more things to share that I'm super excited about and also with sharing like it'll it'll remove that level of like perfection that's needed because it's just for fun Like, who cares if it's crooked or whatever, like, you know, or if the color wasn't exactly matching the envelope, like, that's totally fine. Um, You know, so I think that those kind of three things are where I'm looking to, like, focus on the big picture. And I think kind of all three of them will go nicely together um, and help help me kind of level up a little bit. So, yeah, I think that's it.
0: I love it. Yeah. Well, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I, I guess wrote down. Now we I have wrote to... down two oh, yeah. things here of uh, when we were having our 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 meeting, you and I, mm-hmm. our brainstorm yeah. slash, That I just think is at least one of them is so funny. I was like, I want to treat inquiries and pro- all inquiries and projects like they're a hot potato. Don't get burned by holding on too long.
1: Lol. I remember you talking about hot that, and you were saying like freaking potato. How,
0: yeah, you were saying
1: how like you what is it like you forget to like you know, handle an invoice or you get stuck up at the quoting process or whatever it is, and then you like lose the lead. And
0: yeah. So what always ends up happening is like, I see someone's thing come in and, um, I've gotten a little bit better about it recently, but I will read it and forget to mark it as unread. And so then, um, I don't be because it's, not helpful to you to respond to inquiries as they come in. It's not helpful to anyone. Mm -hmm. Like that is such a disjointed workflow. Um, You really should like pick a time where like, okay, this time I'm going to – like this is the time that I just read my emails and I categorize things into need to do or don't do. And then this is the time where I actually take action. My problem is I get so caught up in production – that sometimes it's days before I get back to that action stuff. And if any – if because so many emails come in, if I forgot to mark any of the important ones as unread or put them in the action folder, like there's just too much room for human error to like totally go a week and a half without getting back to someone. And I hate that because customer service is like one of the things that – yeah, it's keystone, it's keystone to a good b- business, but it's also keystone to my core beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly believe in providing amazing customer service because I can tell you right now, I'm not going to fight to be price competitive with some of these major companies. Yeah. Like, I'm absolutely. just not going to. But yeah. so the offset is that you're going to get good quality and you're going to get amazing customer service. That's what I have. And yeah. so I, it like burns me to my core when i realize i haven't sent someone something fast enough yeah yeah i love that well your hot potato plan
1: kind of fits in with your workflow plan so i think yes. you're still in your three pillars there so that's a good a good process and a good thing to work on for the new year but
0: yeah hot yeah, potatoes baby like-
1: I do like the hot potato analogy.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so after we figured out like the things that we wanted to work on, we talked about how the hell we're going to even like achieve sort of staying on task because it's not like we've never did a planning session at the beginning of a year before. And the problem is- Yeah, we've is- all had that new planner that goes by the wayside, right? hundred percent. A hundred percent. So it's not for a lack of trying and- You and I talked about it a bit of like what was missing from that plan. And a huge thing was just accountability. Like when you work, yeah, when you work a little bit for yourself, yeah, it's not even necessarily that you choose not to do it out of laziness. Sometimes you just freaking forget about it. Or like, you totally get sidetracked because, and then it yeah. becomes
1: a week later, and then you're like, well, you know, fuck it. It's you, push gone. it so, you push it, you push it, you push yeah. it.
0: Like, I started yeah. designing my stuff you let for that Christmas fire burn in out June or July, totally. and then LOL. I pushed and pushed and pushed, and I finished it in December. Like,
1: let's just have a moment of silence for our prepping for the holidays <clears> episode that we both did not listen did, to. Didn't
0: listen to. Yeah. Did, we, we always not say follow this all advice.
1: Do as yeah. we say, not as we do. Um,. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But yeah, okay, so this is exactly a good point. So yes, yes, this is a perfect tie-in. This is a perfect perfect tie-in because I mean, everyone's solution is going to be a little bit different, especially depending on how your business is is structured. But for Mariah and I, as being solo entrepreneurs, the -hmm. thing that we are going to take into the new year to hold accountability for ourselves is to hold accountability for each other. And we've pinpointed two clean, simple ways that we want to achieve this. One of which is just a quick Monday meeting on Mondays. We're going to touch base. We're going to quickly talk about anything from like the last week that was like amazing or terrible or is carrying over or whatever, and then talk about the things that like, need to be done because they came in and whatever, but then also look at anything that we had pre-planned because what ends up a lot of time is you put time and effort into planning like, okay, I really want to work on this this week and it's for yourself. And then a client project comes in and that project for yourself gets totally pushed off to the wayside. So we're hoping in our Monday meetings, one, it just gives us an opportunity for us to think about, our schedules round like in a kind of overview wholehearted look at it um but then also to hold each other accountable for like okay so you really wanted to work on that semi-custom suite this week how can you fit like an hour of that semi-custom design into this I know you're doing xyz but like where can we just squeeze an hour or two for that semi-custom totally and there's also this like
1: major amount of like we are, it's so much easier when you work for yourself to brush off something because it's your project. You have final yeah. say in what gets done and what doesn't. Yeah. The Just the art of telling someone, I want to accomplish this by this date is automatically going to make you more likely to finish that project on that yes. time. Like just saying the words to Jillian, I really want to, you know, work on this side of my custom suite this week. And then the next Monday when she says, how did it go? And I'm like, I didn't do it. It's just a chance for her to be like, well, you should try, you know, try again this week. Can you fit in an hour this day? What about that day? Like, and just helping me to be and vice versa, like helping each other to be like, okay, I didn't do it, but okay, I'm going to do it this week. You know, and it's like just giving yourself a little bit more pressure and like someone to know if you don't do it is just going to be great. Um yeah. and you know this like Monday weekly meeting is going to cover all those small things like literal to-do list items um yeah. and you know weekly must-dos projects we're working on etc um we also are planning to do a monthly show and tell which will be more on those three pillars those big picture items and like not talking about like client work and like yeah. you know the what things that we're are on just at the for us that yes. all, yeah
0: the things that are just for us
1: and our business yeah, like Like that big marketing schedule for the whole year that we said we were going to stick to on December 15th, 2022. And like, like, what's up on the calendar for this month? What things are you trying to get done this month? You know, are you working on Mother's Day? Are you working on holiday? You know, what's the deal? And, you know, no matter what stage of like, not ready yet a project is or, you know, how much how like on track we were last month, no matter where we're at in that like goal or that pillar or that project of like, you know, marketing or whatever it might be, we're going to be transparent. We're going to just show it no matter what it looks like. And, you know, hopefully that'll help us both like keep that like fire going, the enthusiasm for that thing um, going. And it'll also allow us to like bounce ideas off each other and support each other through that big picture process too. Um, so, you know, we're hoping that that kind of like helps us kind of bridge the gap between like those daily to-do list items that you neglect because it's not a client project and those big picture items that are really important for your yearly goal. Um, and you know, where you want b- your business to be in a year or five years. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So plus we just get to talk to each other more. Cute. I know.
0: there's never <laughs> enough of that, even though we literally talk all day long. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> in multiple apps at multiple times yeah
0: true true, uh, true true as only best friends do I love it and honestly this brainstorming sesh that we did it was just like two hours after we had recorded one day and we left that feeling elated about the next yeah. year so so find energized. a friend, go out to brunch and just talk about Ooh, we like done that. oh my god, I wish we lived together. We would brunch, brunch. all the freaking time. <laughs> um every Tuesday. By the oh, way, there, I'm I'm debating on taking my dad to a Christmas themed drag brunch on Sunday. Absolutely do it. 100 percent 100 percent do it. Yeah.
1: What's not to love?
0: I'm so I just think it'd be so funny. And I wouldn't tell him. No, I wouldn't just him. be like, "Hey, we're going we're to brunch at the- this restaurant. Yeah. We're going to brunch, I and I it. just yep. want to see like his react." I actually think he would really, really love it. Um, but I googled like what are fun holiday things to do in Los Angeles, and it was like the number three rated thing. So, absolutely, totally done. understandable.
1: That does sound fun. I went to a couple of holiday bars. Uh, yeah, I went to two um, so far, and I was like, "This is amazing." One of them, okay. especially, I sent you that I one was pictures and stuff. epic. Oh my gosh. Just like Christmas threw up in this like be- ro- like bar restaurant and I will go back with my parents I think because it's just like so insane. Like there's just tinsel and Christmas decorations literally on every surface. Like yeah. they have mini Touching Christmas your head. trees. Yeah. Mini Christmas trees <laughs> literally hanging from the ceiling with the skirts and everything. So it literally looks like upside down like Christmas forest. It's just like, it's insane. I love it. Um, yeah. So I it made full me- send on the drag brunch. It made me want to hop on a plane and come to Minnesota instantly. Well, tell you what, we got like six inches of snow today and it was super slushy. So it was like I got a real workout <laughs> snowblowing the driveway, not even shoveling. Like snow blowing was hard work today. So if you'd like to come and snowblow my driveway, you are more than welcome anytime.
0: It's uh... a... <laughs> it's 65 and cloudy here so in case you were Ooh.
1: wondering
0: <laughs> okay but we're talking about holidays so i think yeah. for the last time this season let's segue into our favorite segment printmas. Printmas. okay it's been really
1: fun we've had some we've had a lot of fun with printmas and um you know obviously we love Giving away things to people, but it's just been really fun to like get excited for the holiday season for 12 weeks. Literally 12 weeks. Um yeah. yeah. So
0: last week of premise, tell tell the people what they need to do, Jillian. (laughs) We would love for you to share with us your biggest goal for 2023. That could be like a big scary goal, or it could just be like whatever it is that you really want to bring out of yourself in 2023. You could comment on this week's post on Instagram or you could DM us or you could email us, but allow us to be to play a small role in your accountability and we will follow yes. up with everyone next year. So Oh my gosh, um, yeah. We'll set a reminder
1: in our calendars with your big scary goal and yes. we will, you know, we'll message you. We won't like call you out on the internet or anything like that, but no. um yeah, I think it'd be really fun to see where we're all at next year and see what the 2023 Spotify wrapped for hot off the press looks like too.
0: <laughs> yes. So whisper your goals to us or shout them from the rooftop. However, you're, however you're feeling Maybe about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you'll be entered to win a full swag collection of hot off the press items. So we have Aww. t-shirts, pins, stickers. We're just th- dumping it all in because guess what? It's the last episode of the year.
1: Aw, it's so crazy. I can't believe we've been doing Hot Off the Press for 12 months. Yeah. And I just, yeah, mind-boggling. Super cool. Ugh.
0: All right. Well, we are going to send off this year with one last obnoxiously long goodbye. So, Mariah, as are you ready? As long as our lungs will allow. Yes. Deep A breath. Deep breath. <sighs> Bye. Bye. good one that was a good oh, one that I was great fun. happy holidays everybody and <laughs> we will see you in 2023 Woo, thanks for listening we love you all goodbye <laughs> that was fun